you know, stop slut shaming movement began. I feel like it was because if you're a consenting adult and you're dating someone and you enjoy them and you find them attractive enough to do that, then you should be able to do it without being shamed versus if Louis Vuitton came out with a new bag that you really want and can't afford it, you're going to sleep with somebody that you're not even attracted to. Again, it is your choice, but that probably makes you a <laughs> What up, what up, what up, what up is Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. I'm Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Rizzy and Buff. Fellas, you know what to do. Beyonce is now the highest selling female recording artist for a tour uh, in history, meaning that she beat out Taylor Swift. So, yep. She has actually sold more um, tickets for her tour than Taylor Swift did for hers. And I blame Travis Kelsey. But either way it goes. That's shout out to B. Again, we we say she's the GOAT. Yeah, she she's the GOAT um uh, of pop at this point. Would it be pop? She not uh, the GOAT, buff. Yo, I know I know the conversation we had and I in a, in a most blasphemous way, it was a chart of four artists, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, and Prince. And I first said that, you know, because it said, which one uh, would you get rid of? And I'm like, eh, I'm good if all four of them are gone. But I did pick Michael Jackson over Beyonce to go first, but that doesn't mean I don't realize that that dude was the GOAT. She may have made the most money, but I still got him as the go to pop. <laughs> all right. I got, right. Her, I got her number two. She is the greatest female entertainer of all time. Okay. I think. All right. So greatest living of all time. We'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Greatest, great, greatest entertainer alive. Well, yeah, we can say that. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but speaking of sales though, speaker box, the love below just beat out the Eminem show for the highest number of sales of a rap album. So now, Outcast is actually the highest selling, they have the highest selling album uh, in history of rap. Wait a minute, Eminem's show was more than the Marshall Mathers LP? Yep. yep. What, what and happened? Also, don't what, they count it as twice since that's a double album? No, they, they, they're counting the sales of the album. So, so it's Speaker Box Love Below. Yeah, yeah. Slash Love Below. Yeah. It what sparked that? I mean that that came out in two thousand. The anniversary probably it was the twenty fifth anniversary of it, like last week. Maybe no, not twenty fifth. That came out in two thousand four. I'm about equipment. I am. I'm thinking about equipment. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just I'm like bad. you know, it, it was people have still been buying that album. Like I don't know many people yeah. that's going out still buying the Eminem show. And so it's funny they've constantly been kind of keep going up. I'm going to pull this up and I'm going to show you the last thing I was listening to on literally. <laughs> I literally was just listening to this on um, Spotify. Yeah. And you got to, you also have to think now they don't, they count streaming services as sales too. And so, like you said, people still listen to a lot so of those. So, baby, songs. it was me. Ferg, Ferg, you're the one that pushed them over the top. 
Yeah, I, I literally was listening to this. Insert an applause line on, on that one. Right yeah, I literally was listening to that today. Like, yeah. between, between, it, it might have been you or, or it might have been Jimmy Butler. Because, you know, it looks like he wanted to be in the Hey Y'all video. <laughs> My baby don't mess around because she loved me so. <laughs> Did y'all see that picture though, man? I got, I, must have got <laughs> I got so many questions. I'm a, a I'm a Miami Heat fan. I'm not in the organization. I don't, <laughs> I, don't I got so many people like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so but for anybody who's never had braids, a lot of times braiders blow dry, blow your hair out, and they they press it. And so I'm just thinking that he had it pressed, or he had it got it blowed out, didn't have a chance to get it braided up. And he just was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. Nah, buddy, that was intentional. <laughs> that, was <a> that boy <laughs> came with that 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 that. <laughs> That, that, that sitting over that one eye and kept hmm. they're, they're calling it the emo look <laughs> yeah that that is yeah but man I mean in, in, in the words of Riley Freeman <laughs> hey man that dude can ball <laughs> he can ball he can ball the, if you saw did you see the video of him in the photo shoot with uh, what was that Bam out of body mm. I didn't see yeah. it I didn't see it like they, they just they just couldn't take him seriously because he was he was like flipping his he, hair and everything. Yeah, he, he called the lady over to fix his his hair. Like, can you can you? <laughs> and and he was like, Nah, dude, I can't even I can't even play like this. Um, yeah, so it is what it is. Yeah, man, but that's been about it. Oh, on uh, Castlevania Nocturne, I told you guys about it. I did get a chance to watch that over the weekend, uh, and it is as good as I thought it was going to be. So again, if you're into vampire shows, if you're into uh, you know kind of goth type stuff, it's really 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 good. Um, so just go check that out, man. It's 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 well worth. They're 30 minute episodes. I think it's only like six or seven episodes, so you can get through it really really quickly. So go check that out, man. Uh, it's good. Did we mention toy? I feel like we mentioned that a while back. Toys R Us coming back. Uh, mm-hmm. We did it. Yeah, uh, yeah. We we talked about it after the. Um, they, they said it. They announced it, but I think they they're opening stores now. Yeah, but I yeah. think they're, I'm hearing rumors is going to be like on cruise ships and stuff like that. So it's not going to be in airports. It's not going to be anywhere like in a regular retail area. Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to bring back the Toys R Us that we knew, where you go in and it's like a, a full department store type thing. I think it is going to be smaller, yeah. kind of almost like what KB Toys used to be. Yeah, uh, in I mean, specific the only uh, thing spaces. I can yeah, it was funny because I literally, I don't know, I was thinking, I was with the kids the other day, we went to go see the Paw Patrol movie um, Saturday morning, and uh, part of me was like, well, I was planning what my next move was while the Paw Patrol movie was going on, because I just really wasn't watching the Paw Patrol movie, <laughs> but um, which wasn't bad for a kid's movie, it's, it's, it's entertaining for little kids, but I was like, man, maybe we'll go to... Cause they they were talking about the the new toys. Hey, buddy! And I was like, okay, maybe I'll go to you know some place and get them the new Paw Patrol toys. And it was just like this, almost depressing, knowing that all we could do the best case scenario was a couple of aisles in a Walmart. You know, like there's never, they'll never get that experience of going to a huge 
blowout toy store like that. Unless they, you know, and if it is, it's going to be some, you know, um, specialty toy store. They'll never get the KB toy store thing in the mall. Because I probably went to KB more than I went to Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you stopped by KB anytime y'all went to the mall, right? So you at least yeah. got a chance to walk through and do that. But KB yeah, was, so, uh, like you talk about those, the aisles of Target. KB was smaller than the aisles that's in Target or Walmart as far as toys. I guess. I guess it was a whole experience of just like, I'm in a toy store. But um, maybe they can do pop up toy stores like uh, for the holidays. I think around Christmas, you know, right after, hell, right after Halloween, start yeah. setting them up. And- I, I, if, I was, if I was them, I would try to get some space on in like Times Square or something like that. You know how they have the MM store. Uh, there, I think they'll do really, really well in really touristy spots that kids go to. So then kids would go and they would have that experience and, and do stuff like that. Same way the M&M store does. They would they would be competing with FAO Schwartz in Times Square. Yeah, but like people aren't going to FAO Schwartz like with their kid. Like normal people aren't going to FAO Schwartz spending, you know, $30 to get their kids a toy. Like going in there, the cheap, what is it? A teddy bear is like $200, $300 there. So it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not saying I've been in there or anything, but yes, it's expensive. Yeah. That's pretty damn expensive. Um, Buff, do you want to give us a kind of a quick recap of what happened this week? Um, Not not really. Not really. We avoided the shutdown. I was happy about that. Last time we recorded I was feeling the pressure of the possibility of not getting a paycheck. So uh, I was happy they reached a deal on that. They decided to uh, pass a CR, continuing resolution for the uninitiated uh, that inspires November 17th. Rising and I were talking before we started recording. It depends on who they elect, the House elect as uh, their next speaker on whether or not I think they'll go into a shutdown or not. Because if they you know, elect someone that is hell bent on sending a message by shutting down the government, then that's exactly what will probably happen. So uh, I'm, I'm hopeful, but we'll, we'll see. Cause uh, you know, not getting a paycheck, but still having to work on top of that is not ideal. Uh, so, but right now, man, Republicans on the house side are in disarray. And while I try not to, um, I try to never criticize Congress because of where I work, but I just feel like this is a fact. We have never had a Republican speaker that didn't leave a successful Republican speaker that didn't leave under some type of embarrassment, shame or scandal since the 1950s. And I don't even know about the one in the 1950s because I haven't looked up what they did. But if you think about McCarthy, first time ever got ousted. Before him, Paul Ryan said, man, Paul Ryan was young. He was like, man, I can't deal with these members. I'm out. He left. Uh, What's the dude that always cried? Boehner. Boehner was like, you know what? I've had enough of these cats. I'm out. Before him, it was uh, Dennis Hassert who had a little, um, that whole Penn State scandal with molesting little boys. He had that going on. Then Newt Gingrich. You all know how he left. He left. So, and before that, there's a bunch of Democratic speakers until the 1950s. So, I would stress if you are a member of the Republican Party to choose wisely because you don't have a good record on past speakers. 
Uh, so that's what's going down with that. It seems to be strike season. We have another strike, the largest healthcare strike ever with Kaiser Permanente. Uh, we just got over the actors, the right. I mean, the writers. Writers, just, yeah. Yeah, they just ended theirs. The UAW, they're still in their strike, right? Yep. Yeah, they're still yep. yeah. And they had a sitting president uh, stand on one of their picket lines with them. I think that was the first time ever or first time in a long time. Man, COVID caused so many problems, not related to the obvious, like as far as death and, and sickness. But you got workers, because a lot of these especially like with UAW, they gave in a lot of concessions, you know, during uh, uh, COVID. Uh, I think these workers at Kaiser, same thing. And now they want what's coming to them and they're not getting it. So they're like, okay, we're striking. So it's just interesting to see how these people are, you know, fighting for their demands and things like that. And I just mentioned how it's tough to not get a paycheck. That's got to be a hard thing to decide, you know, we're going to be willing to go without in order to hopefully win the long-term war, man. So it's just interesting to see how all of that turns out. And last, man, I just want to say free commander. Free my dog commander, literally. The White House's dog, President Biden's dog, has been kicked out of the White House after several reports of Biden's Secret Service agents. This dude ain't getting no trial. He wasn't seen before no judge or anything. They just kicked this man out without any type of due process. And I'm not saying he's not guilty, but he at least needs his day in court. So free my dog, Commander. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I will say uh, with the Writers Guild, did you guys hear about um, Drew Barrymore? I think is is her show or whatever. Her writers, did after, even after the strike ended they refused to go back to her her show because she was going to try to start her show back up uh and, and cross the line so they they refused to go so she has no writers even though the writers um strike stopped so oh, wow. yeah okay. it's crazy <laughs> i didn't know she had a show so that's news to me as well yeah yeah don't really follow um drew barrymore like that but hey um. Uh, with that being said, I saw, we saw Ollie. Uh, is, is Sophie up? She is. Hold on one second. Let me see. Make sure she's not in the bathtub. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello. Greetings, Sophia. Greetings. How's it going? Very well. How's it going? Uh, fantastically well. Oh, um, fantastically fantastic. Is your hoodie on backwards? Yes. <laughs> Any particular reason? 
because I put it on backwards. Okay. Is that what your kids do now? That's what cool kids do. Oh, okay. It's coming back. We had we had a group back in our day called Crisscross, and that's literally they used to dress with their clothes on backwards. Maybe I'll join that group. Yeah, because he does put his shirt on backwards every morning. Yeah, he has to fix it every morning. <laughs> Some people just don't learn. I guess he's ahead of his. T- no, that wouldn't make him ahead of his time. He's behind it? his time. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Well, all right, fellas, let's go ahead and jump into yeah. it. Uh, Sophie, I'm ready. I feel like I have the answer. No. How does Darth Vader like his toast? <laughs> On the dark side? Yeah. Right. Dang it! <laughs> yeah. Now what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Told you I was what feeling I do it. Now? The force is strong in this one. No! Are you looking up a new one? Yes. <laughs> can't she stop has to, me. She has to win. Yes, I do. It's not about winning or losing. It's about how. Um, no, it is about winning or losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not, if you're not, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah, I got one. How do you fix a cracked pumpkin <laughs> with a pumpkin Pumps. patch? Yeah. <laughs> I was. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. She's like, no. Yeah, yeah, she, don't no, give him time. Don't give him time. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah. Well done. I just say it for good God. I'm not letting it happen again. It's not going to slide next week. <laughs> I'll be back next week and it'll be better. Be enjoy New York. Oh, yeah. Enjoy New York. Um. So, Riza, have you had your pumpkin spice latte yet? I haven't. I'm not a huge pumpkin spice person. So, yeah, I, I don't really that's, care that's, for it. That's just surprising. I just feel like every <laughs> seasonal. Not when that McRib comes back. Oh, it's back, isn't it? No, it's not back. They're they're bringing it back, even though they were supposed to. It, it went on a farewell tour, um, but I knew it wasn't going anywhere, so I wasn't even really worried about it. Yeah, I feel like the Met Rib left in nineteen ninety six. <laughs> I feel like they I feel like they retired its jersey or something, and it just keeps coming back. It's 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 horrible. It, it's it's good for what it is, man. I mean. It's like going and getting a stop sign pizza. It's not great, but it's the nostalgia of it all. And so Hold on. You just... What you're not going to do is belittle the stop sign pizza <laughs> by comparing it to McRib. <laughs> Look, I even man. feel like the school uh, the school McRib sandwiches are better than the actual McRib sandwiches. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now, the school I feel, I feel like the school. Steak. Yeah, I feel, I feel like the school Salisbury steak was actually what they put on there. <laughs> they just didn't put the sauce they changed the sauces out yeah so. but no the McRib is horrible but you know I digress mm, no, no. Yeah. who we got going yeah. who's first um I'll go you is it yeah me? we'll let you go alright alright Um. well I, I don't know if I'm still in one of you guys questions but I, I wanted to kind of go into it Uh, you guys shared the some of the reactions but you guys saw that Jay-Z told Kevin Hart that, you know, he wouldn't give his cousin $4,800 or whatever it is because his cousin came to him and said, hey, uh, give me $4,800 and I'll give you back $2 million or whatever. And people are starting to come down on Jay-Z for not giving them that. They made comparisons like that's like saying somebody that makes $50,000 a year won't give somebody a dime. Um, And it, I mean, yes, when you look at the, the sheer numbers of it all, uh, but want to ask you guys, 
do you think Jay Z should have given his cousin the forty eight hundred dollars or not? Well, we, <laughs> <both y'all> like, <laughs> well, we don't we don't know how many times he has given the relative that money before. He he was talking about the time that he hasn't, and people jump off. Let me first start off by saying, no one is ever obligated to give anyone else a single solitary penny. I think we take that for granted on what people should do and we get into pocket watching. Well, you make this, so you mean to tell me you couldn't do this? I could, but I don't want to. So I just want to say that first and foremost. With that said, if I if if I personally have the net worth that Jay-Z has, uh, and let's say, you know, he scrutinizes every single relative that asks, that asks money of him like this, $4,800, $4,800 versus what he's worth. I think I would probably do it, but I'm not I'm not anywhere near that position that Jay is. And it's probably hypocritical of me to say because I've told a cousin or two no, and I don't make even a, a percent of what, what Jay makes. So I guess it can't be a case-by-case basis. I think we're just focusing in on this time he told this particular this hypothetical. Oh, was it hypothetical or did this really happen? It really happened. He was telling that okay. story of right. yeah, him yeah. and his cousin. So, and and people were bringing up examples of, you know, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos getting a loan from his father. We know Mitt Romney got a loan and all that stuff. Those are your kids. That's different. Now, if he tells us a story about how he told Blue Ivy that he did, you know, but I can't say he's wrong. I can't say he's right. It's his money. You, who knows how often he's always probably hit up for money. He probably says yes nine out of ten times. And this might have been that one time he says nah. Because we do know he's willing to. We've heard about him uh, paying the bail for Black Lives Matter uh, prisoners and things like that. We've heard of him uh, you know, giving money, being, getting his uh, philanthrop- philanthropy on and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't know if we can call him selfish. This just may be the one time he said no. But you know, Twitter, social media in general, it's a mob. Yeah. And once they get rolling, everybody wants to pile on because everybody likes to think they're, they're so noble and right. Yeah. Absolutely not. I mean, if that's the case, every time a bum on the street asks you for a dollar, you need to give it to him. Yep. Every, well, time, you're, every time a kid asks you for money to spend on a toy you need to give it to them you because you're you're telling somebody else how to spend their spend money. their money yeah. and no matter how much it is it, it he doesn't it's not selfish it's just maybe this is how he's wired like i have a i have something against just giving people money without xyz you know Maybe if they showed me a business plan, I get hit. And we had like, this is a, we all know this is not the first time anybody in his family's asked him for money. Mm-hmm. We, we just, we just know this for a fact. Yeah. So it's like the one time that one person in your family asked you for $4,800, we ain't never asked you for nothing. <laughs> you said, no, come on, people let people, you know, it's, it's so easy to be hypocritical of people that we, we just feel like I would have done this. I would have, you're everybody's such a good person hypothetically mm-hmm. yeah. you know people don't want to give their money or their time how many people are volunteering for free 
how many people are donating money to charities or any other uh, organizations? How many people are giving money to? I was a broke college student. Ain't nobody in my family just offered to give me twenty dollars, forty dollars for lunch or whatever. Like you know, people aren't as good as they say they are. You know, um, and you talked about like Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Trump, all these people who got loans from their family members. Those people are vested in these people. They grew up and they're trying to live and leave and build a legacy, help them build a legacy. Mm-hmm. He's not, I mean, I'm not saying he's not, he doesn't care what happens to his cousin. That's not his responsibility. Mm-hmm. That is not, you know, we would just assume that this cousin came with a game plan and all this stuff. The way I see it, like even the, the fact that he said in, if this story is true, you give me 4,800, I'm going to give you 2 million. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that alone, right there, right? <laughs> that, that alone just says you're not, this Serious. is, this, this is, this is not real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might as well just give you $5,000 and just send you on your way. But, you know, we we just assume that we should be able to tell people what they do. They should do with their money. Um, but we have selective, you know, outrage. You, you, you know, it seems like in these type of scenarios, the people who ask and beg for the money are usually the people that did absolutely nothing for you coming up. It's the ones that you see grinding, working hard, looked out for you. Who won't ask for a handout? Like you would have to offer it to them and say, hey, man, I see you you grinding. You need this. Anything I can do. It's usually the ones that that did. At least I know in my scenario, I have a cousin who told my stepdad, Byron up there in D.C. making all that money and he couldn't let me get such and such amount of dollars. It was like, eh, I could have, but you never did anything for me coming up. So, right. Yeah. Not obligated to you, homie. <laughs> and either way, you're not obligated to anybody, right? You know, we 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 let husband and wives. The wife is in a lot of situations. You don't want the wife paying no bills. She's not obligated to help the husband financially, but this dude is obligated to give his random cousin five thousand dollars. You know, we we t- we we select and choose where people and how people should spend their money. You know, if she works hard, he works hard as his money. He doesn't have to pay for this. She shouldn't have to pay for this. But I should just give you money because you give me this. I mean, $4,800 to make $2 million? I mean, I'm pretty sure Jay-Z would have came up with that plan by now. Yeah. Or, 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 if, or if it was a best well plan, if it was a well make plan, he would have been like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you two twenty thousand, right? Yeah, like you said, like I'm, I'm gonna, I don't, you don't need forty eight. I'm gonna give you twenty because that's a great plan. But I, I've seen it multiple times where people come to you with the idea, and they need an influx of money for the idea, but don't have a business plan, haven't thought it out, have, don't know actually how they're gonna do it. I have a friend that literally tried to do that to me and was like, Risey, I need you to make me a business plan and we're going to need, we we are going to need $10,000 to start it. And, oh, by the way, I'm not in the same city as we where we want to start it. So I need you to go make all the contacts and everything. And I was like, wait a minute. This sounds like a whole lot of work for me to start your business. <laughs> and I was, I was just like, no, I'm not going to do that. So like, 
I really feel like he he definitely didn't have it well thought out. He was really just asking for money. And the other part that I think a lot of people are forgetting um, about, and, and maybe you guys may not know it. Um, so for listeners, the the whole conversation wasn't actually about the forty eight hundred dollars. It was about Jay saying when he went home, he wanted to feel like comfortable, lay his I'm head down, not worry Sean. about. He wanted to feel like Sean. Went, yeah, 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 and like just be like, I just want to hang and laugh and talk with y'all and joke with y'all. I don't want to be in business mode. And so you pitching me at the the cookout, you know, at my mom's house is is kind of like an automatic no because it's like I'm I'm not in that mode right now. And that's really what he was talking about. And that's another one that I feel is like going home and wanting to just chill and hang out with your family and not talk business and not get into that and not try to explain to somebody what uh, the stock market is. Cause that's another one that happens to me a lot. I, you go home, you're with everybody and they like, Rosie, explain this and what's going on with that. And, and you know, you end up in this teaching mode instead of just being able to kind of chill uh, and so there's another part of it that I'm like, I feel Jay on a lot. Well, Rosie, I'm just trying to learn where to put my money, dog. You ain't got to call me <laughs> out like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it is, it's different when we're in a general conversation and everybody is there. Or, you know, like you, when you, you be like, Rosie, I got to talk to you about something. Or, hey, remind me, I want, I, I need some advice on this. And then I might be like, well, let's go ahead. Let's talk about it. What's up? But at least you, you come... And you're not like we need to talk about it right now, right? Like and, you're, like, and it's and, it's and, and we talk we talk outside of it, right? So like, yeah, like I feel yeah. comfortable in that conversation with you because you, we've had that conversation before, and now we're together, and let's keep talking and all that. It's not I haven't talked to you in 20 years, and now you want to tell me hey, it's me peanut. Hey, <laughs> right. hey, hey, you want me peanut? <laughs> you know, like so. I, I I think I know what you're saying. I think I may be in the minority on that part of it. You're a billionaire and you're a superstar on top of that. You can't expect to go home and be able to be Sean Carter. I'm sorry, that's something you forfeited. What do you mean, why? That's just how it is. That's the only explanation I can give you. That's how it is. There is no way you're going to be a superstar rapper married to a superstar pop star who Rosie called the GOAT at the top of the show and be worth billions of dollars and think you're going to go home to your family in South Carolina somewhere and nobody ain't gonna say let me, let me hold something that I'm sorry that is just impossible and, to and, think. and you know what it might be impossible but he's already like when I'm at home in South Carolina in North Carolina South Carolina whatever is it I'm not I'm not talking business so you can have all the like you can you can be my cousin and tell me there's no way he gonna think he gonna come home and ain't nobody gonna ask for anything well you can ask all you want the answer is no yeah, yeah, I'm with you on and, that. And the thing about it is, that's probably part of the reason. Is like, man, you don't even respect me enough because you know how my. If you knew me, you knew how my world is. I'm coming home to get away. I'm coming. Home, hey, cuz when you leaving, can we chop it up before you leave? You know, I'm gonna hit you. You know, I'm gonna hit you up when you get back in um, New York. Like, like, let's. That's different. Like, you respect my time. You want to talk about? Talk to me about the kids. Talk to me about life talk about, about family but you want to talk about business especially like we were saying if that's all we never talk like this is your one time to get in front of me and it's the only thing you had to say to me <laughs> you wasted your breath like we're not right. even on that level like how you just gonna ask me for money we don't even talk the only reason you 
you coming by uh, his mama house? Who all over there? That's why I feel like the conversation <laughs> went. Jay there? I'm gonna come when Jay get there. <laughs> you know, like you know, when Sean get there, I'm there. Rather than you know, you you. Every time I call my mama house, you over there. Oh, peanut, peanut on the phone. He want to talk to you? No, it's you only do it when it's uh, convenient for you. And I'm not saying that's what happened in the situation, but I feel like I feel like home is the only place you get to escape. You know, um, I feel like that's why people go home to escape. You know, a lot of the parents and stuff still, you know, you talk to some people like their parents still treat them like they're not a star. You know, they still treat them like the person that they raised. And that's why they go home. That's why they they get away. Next time, Jay, use your connections to get them on Shark Tank and let them see just how much of a plan they don't have. <laughs> right. And say, hey, you know, if, if 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 one of them accepts your plan and invests in it, I'll triple it. <laughs> right. You don't owe them that. <laughs> you don't even owe them that. It's more you funny that way, though. It's more, <laughs> that's how you teach a lesson, though. You, teach a lesson. <laughs> you know, what? I don't even have to. You're a cockroach. This is a horrible yeah. idea. <laughs> I don't even have to. You need to take this idea to the barn and shoot. <laughs> I don't even have the patience to teach you. Like, it teach you the lesson, right? It's just like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, you asked me $5,000, the answer is no. Like let's keep it moving. You ain't have five thousand when you got here. I hope you weren't planning on me. Like I was in the last step in your your plan. <laughs> like, yeah, I hope that's not the case. But on the other hand, if you're saying, "Hey, I have this idea. It's going to cost twenty five thousand to get started. I've raised twenty. I've saved. I've done this to get. I you know." I'm asking you to be the last, you know, my last angel investor, whatever the case may be. Because when you show me you've done work, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I've done stuff where I had to fundraise and like, it's like, okay, you've put in some work. Now let's talk. Yeah. It, 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 you can't be that cousin that when he was trying to come up, you wouldn't even help pass out CDs and stuff. You know, you're like, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have, I, Ferg makes a good point. Like, you got to be a, a relative that's close enough or that is put in the work. I've raised 20K. I need the rest. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to show that you have some skin in the game. You can't just $4,800, I'm going to flip it at $2 million. Man, how? <laughs> yeah, if you would have said 20000 you would have been up like 4800 $4, $4, $4, $4, $4, $4, $4, $4, $4, $4, that's going to pay off the last of my student loans and allow me to start investing in my business, da 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 Like, that sounds more feasible than forty eight hundred two million. When you said that, the your everything went out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything went out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, good question. Well, that was kind of my question. So, Rizzy, uh Buff, I'm gonna let you go. Man, this is um, this is a question that I had written down. The last two weeks and, and scratched it out. I was like, I'm not gonna ask. I'm gonna go ahead and ask though, man. Uh, I forgot the girl's name. Is it Brittany Renner? The, the, she recently said she got like 35 bodies on her. Mm, yeah, or something like I that. I think 36 or 37. Yeah, something like that. And you know, if you go back before that, uh, Amber Rose kind of made it to where we can't. She definitely drove the. Uh, the whole you can't slut shame anymore and things like that. 
So I want to ask, because people were defending Britney as well, saying that shouldn't matter. Why do men care about a woman's past in the first place? And to a certain degree, certain degree, I do agree with that. I think the last question a man should ever ask a woman is how many people you've been with? Because the number is always going to be too high. She could say two and, and that's going to be too much for you. Um, but I want to ask you guys, what is, is there such thing as a is there such thing as a and if so what is what is a is that even still a bad thing now? are we in this now sexual liberation to where you know it's their body they're allowed to as long as they're not hurting anybody they can do what they want and we shouldn't care about the past does it matter if you're a whole and what is a yes there's a <laughs> um <laughs> Yes. I don't know why that was funny. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but at the same time, I think we are in that era of a woman's body is her choice and all of that. And, and let let me kind of explain. In my opinion, a woman's body count doesn't equate to her being a like she can if she is out there, she's doing her thing and, you know, she's in college and she had 10, 15 dudes over the four or five years in college, whatever, you know, three, four dudes at the same time, one night, whatever. I mean, it, it is what it is, uh, but I don't think that makes her a ho- What I think makes her a ho- is if she has, like, no morals when it comes to kind of the dating environment, right? If she is sleeping with that homeboy, that homeboy, that homeboy, maybe a couple homeboys at the same time. That, like, that I think, is what makes her a... I don't feel like it's... She's, like, Brittany Renner, I think, is 36, and she's been through 36 dudes. That's, like, less than two dudes a year, right? She could have dated every dude for six months to eight months and hit that 36 number pretty easily, uh, in, in that time frame, right? I mean, if she started, even if she started at 18, that's two dudes a year. So, I mean, would you consider somebody a hoe if they slept with two dudes in the, in the course of a year, right? Like, you have to think about the age that she's at and, and that type of thing. And like I said, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not judging you if you're out and you like, hey, I'm gonna have a one night stand and this that is what it is and, and I walk away. But if it's I'm I'm smashing all the homies. If I'm like, you know, being passed around with the two or three dudes and, and they know and they laughing about it and that I that I think is a little different. That's when I would consider you more of a ho- like it, it's it's the ideas behind that, right? Like you're not you're not kind of following I, I guess more of the social norms of that part versus just body count wise if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, I will agree with you that, that there are <laughs> these out here. Our definitions, I guess are similar. I don't necessarily equate body count to being a <laughs> asterisk. It can play a part, but at the same time, for me, it's more so your mindset around sex. When you using sex to take advantage of a situation, whether it's to gain money, items to manipulate somebody, yep. all those things, 
then yeah, that's 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 a she only messes with dudes who get money so she can get money and buy us like that's that's the only reason she's with him. If you have enough money to get her, then you got her. It has nothing to do with the substance. Um I'm okay with women and men being sexually free. So if this same chick, if she just really likes, you know, start at 18, 36, two guys a year, but she's sexually free. She's working towards whatever her goals are, career goals, life goals, whatever. And she enjoys sex. And it's one dude. One day it's a broke dude. The next day it's a CEO of a fortune 500 company because it was a connection and she got what she needed to out of that situation that wasn't a financial gain or put her in a, a better situation. Like she didn't sleep with a dude to get a new job. She right. didn't sleep with somebody to, you know, get a promotion. She didn't, you know, for money, for groceries, whatever the hell it may be, you know, to get, to get flued out. You know, it's, those aren't the things. You know, if she's if she goes on vacation with a dude, like she's really feeling him and she wants to have sex with him. There's a connection that's different. So there's that. But at the same time, I I, I want people to be realistic in saying. Why does it matter? Because it all matters. Guys being short matters. Guys being broke matters your body count can matter you can have any preference you want you know if you know why does he care you know depends on why she slept with 36 dudes you know is her decision making you know does she have daddy issues attachment issues is she an alcoholic and she sleeps with a new dude every time she gets drunk and so now as a as I, you know i can't date you because i'm scared you're gonna go out you're gonna get drunk and you're gonna end up cheating on me right yeah like, you so know, it, yeah it, all that matters yeah you you yeah you only you only you know when you get angry you you know i'm a good i'm a great girlfriend until i get mad and we get in a fight and i'm gonna prove you wrong by sleeping with somebody like we don't know what those things are and it doesn't matter because if for him if, if Call it his insecurity because I know that's the word that they're going to use because, you know, guys can't have their opinion on anything that isn't necessarily aligned with what the women want to do. Then, okay, he's insecure and he doesn't want to date a chick that slept with 36 dudes. Okay, that's fine. Call it whatever you will. It it all it 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 all matters because I was debating with somebody the other day about this same topic and it was, well, women don't care. Well, you can. You know, like women give God, you know, women really don't ask about the body count. Like you have you have all the same rights and privileges as men. You guys, if you got if women collectively said, you know, we're going to hold guys more accountable and they can't be sleeping around with all these women to get with me. You know, there's guys that, you know, she slept with 36 guys. I'm pretty sure she's not going to have a problem sleeping with the 37th, you know. But the, the guy that's on the number 37 could be like, you know what? You've had a little too many people. I'm going to pass the same way. Every woman who has a, who's been with a guy who has a high body count can give him that same. Like, you know what? I feel like you, you look at sex too freely or whatever the case may be. And I'm, I'm fully committed. And I feel like people should have sex when they're in a relationship. Yada, yada. And her rationale can be wrong, but she still has a ability to pass. So, 
I'm I'm good, you know. Um, I'm not saying she's a, but she has numbers. <laughs> this um, thirty six good bodies. When you use your body like that, when you use your body for personal, financial, or material gains, like you said in your answer, I think that makes you. A the reasons behind it are what make you. A I think when this whole you know stop slut shaming movement began I feel like it was because if you're a consenting adult and you're dating someone and you enjoy them and you find them attractive enough to do that then you should be able to do it without being ashamed versus if Louis Vuitton came out with a new bag that you really want and can't afford it you're going to sleep with somebody that you're not even attracted to again it is your choice but that probably makes you a <laughs> if you do so and, and the reason why body count does or at least can matter because I think it is reasonable and this isn't it's not absolute but it is reasonable to think that maybe you don't value yourself that much if you have 40 50 80 90 bodies on you and you barely 30 again all of that was your choice. But also, again, it's reasonable for a man or a woman to say, mm, I'd rather be with somebody that values themselves a little more. They're, they're a little bit more cautious because, yes, we are for, you know, sexual freedom. But that comes with a certain level of, of danger. Anytime you're with somebody, especially that you've never been with, it comes with a certain level of danger. So each time you're putting your body at risk and let's say Razio is just a reasonable man that wants a reasonable woman. And she said, yeah, I've been with 93 guys. Reasonable Razio may say, ah, mm, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think but, I'm and, good. And I, yeah, and I, I think, I think though, that is, that's the difference there is you not, might not necessarily be a that doesn't mean that you had you lowered your chances of finding a good guy and so, that that's the point yeah. so you in the in the spirit of us not slut shaming you're telling guys what they can and can't accept right i don't have to slut shame you i don't have to call you a hoe. it's just i just for something and I'm not saying you make poor choices or you you don't value yourself, but something about that doesn't sit right with me. You know, I don't understand, you know, you, in your you found 40 guys that were worthy of having a part of you. You know, that, you know, for me, that that just doesn't sit right with me as somebody who I'm thinking about being my future wife or the mother of my kids and stuff like that. Now, if you were, you know, like you said, and we, and I might, I might miss out in the thing about it. I, we get mad at the fact that people might miss out on people. I might miss out. I might've missed out on a perfect person because I didn't like her body count. That's, that's me. That's cool. There might be a guy who, when you say 50 or 40 or 35, whatever the case may be, he might be like, cool. He might, for one, he might not ask, he might be cool or he has a deeper conversation and understands your connection with sex. And, and women may not care about a man's body count, but there are quite a few that care whether or not they have kids. So we all have our discriminations that we have kids, money, whatever it is like mm -hmm. you, 
you we pick it we pick and choose you we can't we gotta say well uh stop account shaming you know if he only make forty thousand dollars a year you can't that man makes an honest living love him da 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 you know he's he's made his own choice which i think is reasonable but at the same time, I can't fault a woman for not wanting to date a guy that makes thirty, forty thousand dollars. You know, because the same thought process, you're 40 years old and you only make thirty, forty thousand dollars. What have you been doing with your life? Did you go to college? Are you thinking about going back to school? What do you do? You know, the same way. So you're you're almost 40 and you slept with 60 guys. What have you been doing with your life? How did you get here? Like, you know what? You know, once you married for like two years, like like when did you start having sex? Did you start having a 15 or 12? Like all these things, all these questions are reasonable questions that I might not, I might not deserve an answer to, or you might not give me an answer to, but it's a question nonetheless. Yeah. And they're reasonable questions, right? Like, I think that's the other part about it is if somebody asks your body count, it is a reasonable question. You, you can answer or not. Right. But if they want to know, then it, I think I do feel like it's a reasonable question on whether they want to continue that relationship or not. I would never ask it, but I don't want to know. I, just, I don't. <laughs> don't yeah. tell me. Yeah. All righty. Um, we got time. Uh, yeah, we should be. OK, so my question so we're in October now. This is a, uh, today is October 5th, first week in October, and we just left September. And so September was National Hispanic Heritage Month, right? You guys knew that? Mm-mm. Did you guys do anything special to celebrate? Buff, you said you didn't even know it, Mm-mm. right? So the only reason I knew because Disney Plus had the little Hispanic Heritage yeah. bar that came up. Yeah. So. My question is, how do you or we celebrate or recognize non-black groups or groups that don't relate directly to our our our, our ideals or lifestyles? Um, what is the expectation? Should we do something to celebrate months like National Hispanic Heritage Month? Um, because we always we always talk about allies and standing with people. We want people to stand with us, but other people have their own issues. They have their own celebrations, and we and I'll I'll use myself and a vast number of people I know. I feel like we only concentrate on the things that are relative to us. So how how are we supposed to? What is our um, what's the expectation of us and others? Like, how do we get better? How do we start recognizing or should should it even matter? I mean, I, def- I definitely think it should matter. Right. And, and we should celebrate, acknowledge, you know, those. But I mean, if we look at September, September was Hispanic Heritage, but Blood Cancer Awareness Month, Library Card Sign Up Month. National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month and World Alzheimer's Disease Month. Um, and and so with any type of philanthropy or service or or just service in your community, you have to pick and choose because your your time is finite. And and so I, I think it's one of those things that 
you acknowledge those times if if you come across them those types of things um be an ally if you need to but it it's going to be proximity to your life right like if it is out of those seven five however many uh things i listed if if i am closer to alzheimer's and and you know and and had to do something with that versus hispanic heritage month then i'm probably going to celebrate that and and make a big deal out of the month for that versus uh you know hispanic heritage uh you know now if i married a hispanic lady more than likely i'm gonna celebrate that more right it, it's so it's proximity to whatever that celebration is uh and being an ally for because for them uh and standing up when you need to stand up right like uh george floyd was a good example a lot of different organizations stood up when that happened uh and so if they have those watershed events and those watershed moments then making sure that they're there but other than that and 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 also when you talk about education and stuff like that making sure that those things are called out uh as we educate kids and and those types of things i think those are great things to do uh but i i don't think it's something that i'm like every month i gotta go and celebrate some nationality like it 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 becomes a little too much at that point right um unless i have some skin in the game to make sure that i'm doing those types of things okay so so it's just a time constraint more so than than anything for me um okay so you name five to seven things uh you say you pick and choose did you celebrate anything in september which one did you pick Oh, I didn't celebrate anything. I, I I was just trying to look. I'm just trying to live my life right now. Like get, <laughs> soccer, soccer was the thing I celebrated. But um, <laughs> uh, it, it uh, again, it's it's one of those things that did I share something about it? Right? Um, no, not this month. But like this, this in October, it is Native American uh, month, and we went to a field trip with the kids to you know a, a reservation and and they had a, a a festival and everything and we went to that so we did celebrate this month in in doing that so it's just like i said it's time and it's do i get a chance to celebrate it do i get a chance to, to do something to participate in something to celebrate it um you know it's it's when i have a chance but i'm not going out of, i'm not super going out of my way to do it i, I hate to say it I'm, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not close enough to it it doesn't affect me enough okay but all right so yeah, it, it definitely matters, but I'm consistent. I don't really do anything to celebrate any of it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, on, on Black History Month, I'm, it's cold. Uh, Juneteenth, I make sure I don't work. Uh, and all these other months, it's like, okay, that's cool. For me, it's all about being um, showing, showing humanity. So when you say we need allies, we do, but it shouldn't matter whether or not like I don't care how much you celebrate um, Juneteenth or Black History Month with us if you as long as you're still willing to go out there if, if you're the type of person that protests and marches and stuff like that you know what happened with George Floyd and people coming out and, and demanding justice and things like that I didn't care whether or not they um, celebrated us and I don't think you know, for me personally, George Floyd would have been devastating whether it would have been a Hispanic young man, had it been a, a white woman, a white man, just to see someone lose their life like that. 
no, I, I haven't celebrated Native American month or uh, Hispanic Heritage Month or anything like that. But I don't need to do that in order to be an ally. I can be an ally when I see an unjust thing against a group of people like that. So it does matter, but I think it's just the type of person you are. Like if you're the type of person that looks forward to these type of things each month um, and, and like celebrating and doing different things, it, I would say it helps to be consistent and keep that same energy with, with each month. But for me, I'm the opposite. I'm consistent in not doing anything for anyone. But but I, you know, I do recognize certain injustices and and um, when bad things happen to groups of people based on the group that they are. You know, we this country is targeting Muslims. We've targeted Hispanics, black people, gay people. You know, I don't think you have to celebrate them during these months in order to be an ally for them. Yeah, agree. You don't have to celebrate during the months, but I, I think there is a certain. I think we we could be more educated. Oh yeah, you know, like I, I think is I, I dare say we expect everybody to know that February is Black History Month, but at the same time, we probably couldn't name anybody else's months outside of Black History Month. Um. And it's not about just celebrating. I just use that as an example because, you know, there's things that we expect people to be aware of just to be, you know, like, how do you not know if February is Black History Month? You know, I don't any of your coworkers, if it's February 15th, like it's like, oh, this is Black History Month. Like, dude, how do you not know it's Black History Month? You know, like you would almost look at them like, are we friends? Are you racist? Like, you know, you, you would look at them different. Um, But yet and still. There's no other non-black group um, that we celebrate, but I also wanted to talk, and I brought, I'm glad you brought up George Floyd because we talk about causes. You know, I don't. It's education, it's celebrating, but even the support as an ally. Like we said, we talked about being allies. What other cause have we championed or do we usually stand behind? You know, Hispanics have their own issues. We talk about the gay community all the time. We talk about other people. Do we support their causes as well? Have we gotten as angry as we would want somebody to get as angry with the things that we're going through? Now, some of yes, you know, media does a good job at polarizing America as a whole you know, kneeling on somebody's neck for countless minutes. Yeah, it's hard to compare just because it's just in your face. But does it have to get as bad as a George Floyd for us to go support somebody else? And not necessarily us because, you know, hell, none of us marched for any of them. So I'm just saying in general, does it have to be, you know, Jesus Gonzalez gets his uh, Anita's neck for five minutes for us to say, okay, this they got it bad too. Let's go support. I mean, it's it's different fights, and I think we do do that. Uh, you, you talk about Gonzalez, but Elian Gonzalez, if you remember that back in the day, we did exactly that for him, right? I mean, and and so. When you talk about the border and we talk about the illegal immigration and, and when we had the kids, uh, when Trump 
administration had the kids in the cages and all of that stuff like and and the forced separation of families so we stand up the muslim ban so we stand up when there are things that need to be happening we we show those injustices um what do we do for any of those I mean, we did the same thing we, we did. We, 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 <laughs> I think, I think we're aware, but we don't. You but, know, but when you talk about being an ally, like sharing what should happen, right? I mean, a lot of people went out and uh, lobbied Congress, and they they called their senators and stuff, and said, "Hey, this is not what you should be doing," uh, and everything. People, there were a lot of people, people showed up at the airports for their Muslim ban. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that like they they did things when you talk about like Buff said the injustices coming up, right? When there's something that like that, I I think when you talk about the marketing of their month, um, I I, I hate to say it, but I, I lean on to them to be able to to push that and do that, right? Um, we got Black History Month because of the Congressional Black Caucus, right? I mean, they they pushed for it and they actually made it a national holiday uh, for us uh, or named uh, month, right? Like that's what they did. And the same thing with Hispanic um, um, Caucus, they did the same thing to make that a, na- a nationally named um, month, so a recognized month. A- Asia Pacific, same thing, right? They like they did that LGBTQ. When you talk about it, like those groups went out and they said, hey, we want this to be nationally recognized. I think the difference is they haven't been nationally recognized as long, right? So it's going to take time. It took a long time before Black History Week became Black History Month. And, and then everybody knew that it was Black History Month. And now everybody knows. I do think that over time, that's going to happen where, just like you said, did you know this? When Indo uh, Asia Pacific Month came out, we actually were on the show and we said, hey, we want to celebrate it's Asia Pacific Month. We we talk about LGBTQ Month uh, or Pride Week, you know, and and those type of things happening. So we discuss it, we do it, and and more and more people will um, identify, start identifying that month as that group's month. Um, but I, I think more so, I, I hate to say it, but I'm I'm not all about trying to teach sixty year olds about Asian Heritage Month and everything like that. I think the biggest bang for our buck is making sure that it's identified and the kids know it in school and they grow up knowing it in school. Uh, And then they celebrate, same way we talk about Black History Month, they celebrate the contributions of those groups to society and everything and their cultures. And so people will understand their cultures a lot more. So then when those kids grow up, um, they're able to empathize and understand what's happening so we can that cycle of violence against any group can stop so is it the school's responsibility or is it yours as a parent as well i think i think the school plays a big part because one of the reasons i am so shocked when someone doesn't know february is black history month is because that's something that was taught in school i don't remember any of the other months being recognized for some of the other people but i do remember because all we learned about was Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. But every February, you know, it's Black History Month. McDonald's has the commercial, you know what I mean? So that's why. So awareness begins with the schools. And, you know, definitely parents can always uh, chime in and, and, and help promote it as well. So nobody under 18 is going to learn it. I, I'm more than likely the parents are going to get like anybody with a child under 18 is going to end up learning it too because that that yeah. kid's going to come back and say it's this month we, we're learning about whatever so if you're an involved parent we learn parent, about common core math I mean, yeah I mean yes yeah exactly you you <laughs> learn about it and so it, it's an easy way to get those parents and those adults 
and get them involved. I, I, I think going back to our effective thing, right? What's the most effective way to get mm-hmm. that out there? And I really feel like that education system is the most effective way to get that word out and be able to identify those months and when they are and what you're talking about. Uh, it's very mm-hmm. difficult for a parent. Like I said, like last month, I didn't have a chance to look at any of that because I just was busy. I think when you talk about trying yeah. to educate adults with that, it's it's way more difficult. And organizations yeah. do it a lot too. Uh, I know our organization, they send out our, EB, our EBRGs um, and, and everything and they say, hey, it's Hispanic Heritage Month and we're doing this event and you guys are invited and blah, 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 blah. So uh, uh, larger companies are, I think, help a lot too if they have those uh, business resource uh, groups and, 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 and heritage groups as well. So, and, and I'm glad you brought it up because it gave me perspective. I agree. Education has to start. I mean, schools, because hella, most of us don't know, but we have to be open. Like we have to realize that just because we didn't learn it, that we shouldn't learn it because you brought up common core math and we used, we talk about that, but the same way kids come home talking about common core math and parents push back like, I don't need to learn this. I'm not in school or they don't want to learn it. Man, they're just going to default back to what they know. So if the same way, you know, a parent doesn't want to teach a kid common core math, cause we just there was just a post the other day and then people were just pissed. You know, like common core math is like teaching kids freaking um, to be an atheist or, you know, uh, devil worship or something like it was just like it's, it seems like it's met with that that same vitriol. Those are the same people that thought we were going to turn into zombies when the dog on national emergency thing came out. I, I don't listen to those folks. So. But you, you got a, a lot of people. Let's be honest. A lot of people aren't fans of Common Core math. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and so I feel like the same thing. If somebody came back saying, "Hey, mom, dad, we got to learn about Asian Pacific Heritage Month," you know, with the same parents that are like, "I don't got time for all that." You know, hit me up when Black History Month come up. You know, <laughs> hit me up. You know, it's I can tell you about Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King. Um, so we have to be open to the change too, and accept. Uh, I think acknowledge the fact that it's going to be a challenge that we would have to adapt to too. Like we're going to have to be more open to say, hey, for these movements to exist, um, it has to be effective. It doesn't have to be right, but it has to be effective. Um, and we have to be a part of that, you know, to help other people move along. So uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and close it on out. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Only thing I got, man, is uh, I am going to New York this weekend for Haley's birthday. But once this uh, drops, we will be back. And then I'm going back again the following weekend for my team sergeant from Iraq, uh, Magali Santian. I really appreciate you, everything that you've done. She is actually making Command Sergeant Major. And for those who don't know, that's the highest enlisted rank that you can make in the uh, in the Army. So uh, she'll be pinning on, and I'm going up to New York. Uh, she's going to pin at the Statue of Liberty. I'm going up there, I got to be present for that. She, she asked me, uh, she hit me up and was like, hey, Mac, I need you here. And um, so I'm going to be there for her, but I'm really, really proud of her. I know we got a couple of other Sergeant Majors. 
um, out there uh, that listen to the show, those types of things. So shout out to you guys. Shout out to anybody that's given that much time, that much energy to the military. Um, so big ups to you guys. Uh, but I'm proud of her. So I just want to shout her out. Shout out, uh, Magali. Keep doing your thing, man. Super proud of you. Good stuff. Um, I just want to uh, highlight people that are especially first time home buyers. Um, I know you're probably discouraged. Mortgage rates are reportedly at the highest they've been in about 23 years. It's not easy to find a home, but do not buy into this argument that is because of low inventory. It's because of low inventory because Wall Street has been buying up homes left and right. Companies like Blackston, uh, Pretium uh, Partners, they've been buying up homes and uh, renting them at ridiculous prices. They've been doing this since, uh, I want to say like 2008, and they've just been increasing more and more. So that is something that we need to look. I know members of Congress have been talking about doing something about it, but that's something that we can start pushing future candidates to really address because it's ridiculous what these uh, housing prices have been going for. And even though they've dropped some, it's still, you know, with cost of living and everything, it's nearly impossible. I would hate to be a first time home buyer right now. I really would. So I feel for you guys, they're predicting at the rate that they're going. Like right now, Wall Street owns about 5% of homes in, in the country. At the rate they're going, they're going to be up to 40% by 2030. That's just another, you might as well say six years because it's almost 2024. In six years, they're going to have 35% more of the homes than they already have. So we really, that's something we really need to push our government to fight back and, and put an end to. So just wanted to put that out there, man, give you something to think about. And also, I've been seeing quite a few videos of guys going out on dates that they wind up not being able to afford. One guy in particular told the story how he took this chick out and before they even ordered food, she hadn't already ordered four drinks. So, you know, he was like, man, I, I just told the waiter, I don't even think I'm hungry. She was like, well, I am, I'm ordering something. So he runs to the bathroom, takes his homeboy, like, man, please cash out me some money real quick, man. I'm, I'm in a bind, I'm in a bind. Fellas, make sure wherever you take these young women, make sure you check the prices out. And and maybe he did. Maybe, you know, nope. I can't think of any time someone's ordered four drinks before a meal at dinner (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. Uh, Just make sure you can afford it. And ladies, look, you don't have to take advantage of a guy. You know what I mean? Like. Don't do, don't order, don't do things that you wouldn't do if you were spending the money on yourself. I, that, well, I'll take that a, a step further. Be <laughs> considerate of the guy. Yeah. Because a lot of times women might order four drinks before they eat, right? Like that, that's mm-hmm. the thing. But they're only paying with, for one person. Because you're paying for it, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Be considerate of the guy. Like, look, be a little modest. Order a drink to, you know, pace with the guy. Do something like that. Look, like, like, don't take advantage of the situation because the guy's paying, right? I mean, yeah. when we yes. talk about the 50-50, it, it's not even 50-50 at that point, but that it, because he's paying, give him back the, the respect of not making him come out of pocket so much. Yes. Yeah, so there's a couple of ways to look at that. That's perfect, Rodzi, because you, you, you pace yourself. Um... And there's women that's like you said, I can afford to go out and drink and eat like that. 
but I always tell people, can you afford to date you? There's a difference in you going out having a drink and treating yourself to dinner than dating you. Um, that same $300 you spent on dinner, double Just that. six. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. that's my thing. Like, yeah, you can afford your lifestyle, but when I have to buy two plane tickets and I have to, when we go out, you know, when you travel, you know, you're paying for yourself to eat. Everything you're doing for the most part outside of maybe room and board is doubled. So if you got a $1,500 budget to go to Paris, that becomes 3000 you know, and it's, it's just difficult. So um, don't do that. And buff, they can look at the price or they could have been there before. Like you go to a restaurant, you might say, okay, when I go here, we spend about $200, $300. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you're planning for. But when 300 turns to 500 because you ordered four drinks before dinner even started, you know, and you're like, the drinks themselves are twenty five dollars yeah. a drink. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say, what, depending on the city you're in, that's twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, like so you're you're looking at that, and then you got a tip and all that stuff. So you're like, man, I go here all the time. I spend about three hundred dollars. You know, and now we're already for the food. Yeah, so <laughs> um, that's just sad. There's there's people who just feel like they should take advantage of people, um, yeah. or that's the expectation to date you, yeah. and that's why you're still dating. But that's a whole nother. Um, I keep I keep hearing how difficult dating is, so I just yeah. want to start with everybody be considerate of one another, fellas be yeah. considerate of that woman's time, ladies be considerate of that man's wallet, and 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 yeah. there are other considerations to consider, but let's start let's start with being yeah. considerate, and we can slowly yeah. end these gender wars. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. So mine isn't a gender war thing. My thing is a a, a war against everybody who is supporting this this notion that. Uh, Colorado is like a new HBCU. Oh, have that's guys, pissing me off. Have you seen the off. the HBCU shirts with Colorado CU for Colorado University on there? No, I'll send it to you guys. It it, it just it pisses me off because there's so many people. I know people said they were going to buy it, and I'm like, that is just disrespectful to HBCUs. Period. It, it it's it just it to that's that's that culture vulture stuff we talk about where you you come and it's like i'm gonna take the cool parts of the hbcu part and then not the struggle that hbcus have not the actual culture of hey it's a safe space for black people that's what makes it an hbcu yeah colorado is still i think it's like 97 percent white uh, from the student population it's two percent. It's two percent black, and uh, even the the state is twelve percent black. So if, if Colorado was the university was twelve percent black, and you representative of your your uh, the population, that'll be that still would make you HBCU, but it would it shows that you're underrepresented. So I just sent it to you guys in a group. Um, I've seen so many people support this. Um, there's people on this kick. It is not HBCU. It's not close to HBCU. Um, not. I'm not even talking about the struggle. Take the band and all this stuff. The the history. That's the first word in HBCU is historical. Mm-hmm. The history that was made at these HBCUs. We were talking about people like Booger T. Washington, Carter G. Like it's 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 freaking. It 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 just. It, it's infuriating because people want to pin this. Um, it's almost like how you said cultural appropriation where people think 
understanding hip hop makes them understand the black struggle, the black community. You know, you like Jay-Z. That's it. You know, you like Jay-Z. You like you like Dion, you like the the cool swagger of that stuff. It's it's entertaining. I give you that. You get some of the energy behind it because of, you know, it, it's different from whatever you've seen from other uh, PWI institutions right now with their sports program. But it's so not who's, HBC. Who's driving this? I thought black people were driving this. From they what are. I've seen. They are. But it, they're just, it's it's the same that I have black people that like, oh, going to, because I, I went to FAM, Florida State's right across the street. Oh, going to Florida State, like going to HBCU. No, it's not. <laughs> well, fam's right across the street. Yeah, because they're HBCU. It's not. The fact that you have to have a black student union, and I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying it's not. You can't keep comparing the two. Now, there are challenges and struggles that you have at a PWI, you know, but it's still not an HBCU. It's still the history behind it. You know, they weren't they weren't going through the same segregation. The, the, the reason this school was built is completely different. So I think a few things are happening here. I think I before you showed that T-shirt, which is that's just awful. That's just bad. Uh, before you showed me that, I was going to say that I think from what I've been seeing, most people are just joking with it and having fun with it and just speaking to the larger point of how popular Dion is that he's made a lily white school like Colorado seem cool. That was the message I was and getting cool. from people saying that that shirt or people who really think it's an HBCU or, or just like an HBCU, that's dumb and y'all are wrong. Yeah, Sorry. because it's like yeah. people spending money supporting and stuff like that. So this money, a lot of this money is going right back to Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. this school that you would never thought of six months ago, you know, is getting your getting the black dollar. When And then we were talking about it and Fred, you know, he's been on our show before as well. He's uh, he's like, he went to Southern. They have a hate hate relationship with Jackson State. He said, "I will wear a Jackson State shirt to support to show solidarity with HBCUs and the the historical, you know, what they're doing and all that stuff." Before I wear a Colorado shirt, giving them my money. If you if you're behind this, there's a lot of black colleges that are doing well. There's a lot of other black coaches that are doing well. I understand Dion's entertaining. But not let's not just create this whole vibe and compare it to something that is near and dear to a lot of people. And if you've never been, I get it. You know, like it's just, you know, you can't relate if you can't relate. And don't try to don't try to put them on the same level. So Colorado is not a HBCU ish. It's not even not even close. So that's, uh, that's been um. Chapping my hide for the last couple of days. Uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and close it on out. Uh, any anything else? Any last words? Shout out to Contentville. Thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate you. Yep. All righty. With that being said, three brothers no sense. Your favorite barbershop style podcast. Six rules of podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week. <laughs>